Hello everyone, I know it's extremely late, but I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this, and I don't really even have an excuse, but I know I have to get up in a few hours, I want to keep doing my podcast on the days I should, even though technically it's Thursday, I want to do my Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We're looking at Lost Scriptures by Bart Ehrman, and I did the Gospel of Mary, Today I'm doing the Coptic Apocalypse of Peter, because we seem to be living in apocalyptic times. We're definitely living in, in, let me put my volumes up. I always forget to do my volumes. All right. We're definitely living in a time of transition and change. Um, so, let's go. There are three surviving apocalypses allegedly written by Simon Peter, the disciple of Jesus. One other is included in this collection. The one given here was discovered at Nag Hammadi. See page 19. The book contains a series of visions given by Jesus to Peter, hence the title Apocalypse. Uh, or Revelation which Peter then records in the first person. In these visions, Christ issues dire warnings against the teachings of heretics who propagate falsehoods. Strikingly, the heretics here are the bishops and deacons of the proto-Orthodox churches and their false teaching. It is that Jesus was himself the Christ who suffered a literal death on the cross. The author deems this staunchly proto-Orthodox view laughable. He labels it propon its proponents blind. For this author, the true significance of Jesus' death goes much deeper. Even though Jesus' flesh was killed, Christ himself was far more removed from suffering. Those who beheld the cross with full knowledge, Gnosis, did not see the suffering Jesus, but the living Christ, who was himself laughing at the entire proceeding. Jesus was merely his outward appearance, just as simple-minded Christians are nothing but the outward appearance of the living ones who have been fully enlightened by the spiritual truth of the immortal Christ. Most scholars have dated this Gnostic treatise to the third century. Remember, Bart Ehrman is a Gnostic, I believe, because I listened to some of his podcasts, misquoting Jesus' podcast, and I think I heard him say he's a Gnostic. So, um, or at least he knows the Gnostic teachings. Um, also, Gnosticism kind of fits with the conscious community because the conscious community always said that we're projections of energy selves. And what we are, we're projections. That's kind of what he's saying here. So let's get into the scripture itself. And when I said these things, the Savior said, I have told you that those, I'm sorry, that these people are blind and deaf. Now then, listen to the things that are being told to you in a mystery and guard them. Do not tell them to the children of this age, for you will be despised in these ages, since they are ignorant of you, but you will be praised in the age of knowledge. For many will accept our teaching in the beginning. 
but they will turn away again in accordance with the will of the father of their error because they have done what he wanted and he will make manifest in his judgment who the servants of the word are but those who became mingled with these will become their prisoners since they are without perception and the guileless good pure one is pushed to the execution even into the kingdom of those who praise a restored Christ. And they praise the men of the propagation of falsehood who will succeed you and they will hold fast to the name of a dead man while thinking that they will become pure but they will become greatly defiled and they will fall into an explicit error and into the hand of an evil, cunning man with a multifarious doctrine and they will be ruled heretically for some of them will blaspheme the truth and proclaim evil teaching and they will say evil things to each other and some because they stand by virtue of the of the archons will be given name of a man and a naked woman who is mal who is multifarious and very sensual and those who say these things will ask about dreams and if they say that a dream came from a demon worthy of their error, then they will be given destruction instead of immortality. For evil cannot produce good fruit. For each source produces what is like itself. For not every soul comes from the truth, nor from immortality. For every soul of these ages has death assigned to it. In our view, consequently, it is always a slave. It is created for its desires and their eternal destruction for which they exist and in which they and in which they exist. They, the souls, love the material creatures which came forth with them, but the immaterial souls are not like these. O Peter, but indeed, as long as the hour has not yet come, she, the immortal soul, will indeed resemble a mortal one. But she will not reveal her nature, although she alone is the immortal one and thinks about immortality. She has faith and desires to renounce these material things. For people neither gather figs from thorns or from thorn trees if they are wise, nor grapes from brambles. For, one, for on the one hand, a particular thing always remains in that condition in which it exists. If it exists in a particular condition that is not good, that condition becomes its, um, I think it's deleted. It's something, I think it's deleted. Destruction and death. On the other hand, this one, the immortal soul, abides in the eternal one. And the one of life and immortal of life which are alike to him. Therefore, everything that does not abide will dissolve into that which does not exist. For deaf and blind ones join only with their own kind. But some will depart from evil words and deceptive mysteries. Others do not understand mysteries, although they speak of these things, which they do not understand. Nevertheless, they will boast that the mystery of the truth is theirs alone. 
and in haughtiness they will begin in haughtiness to envy the immortal soul that has become dedicated to god for every authority principality and power of the ages always wanted to remain with these immortal souls from the foundation of the world in order that those who do not abide since they have been ignorant and have not been saved may be glorified by those who do abide and they have not been brought to the way by them although they have always desired that they will become the imperishable ones for if the immortal soul receives power through an intellectual spirit then immediately she is joined by one of those who have been misled and others who are numerous and who oppose the truth who are the messengers of error will concoct their error and their law against these pure thoughts of mine since they see from one perspective they think that good and evil are from the one source they do I should stop here now let's keep going they do business in my word and they will set forth a harsh fate in which the race of the immortal souls will run in vain until my return for they will remain among them and I have forgiveness of their transgressions into which they fell because of the adversaries. I accepted their ransom from the slavery in which they existed, and I gave them freedom, for they will create an imitation remnant in the name of a dead man, who is Hermes, the firstborn of unrighteousness, in order that the real light might not be believed by little ones, but those of this sort, the adversaries, are workers who will be cast into the outer darkness away from the children of light for they will not enter for they will not enter but neither do they permit those to enter who are going up to their approval and for their release and still others of them who have sensual natures think that they will perfect the wisdom of the brotherhood that really exists the spiritual friendship with those companions rooted in fellowship, those through whom the wedding of incorruptibility will be revealed. The kindred race of the sisterhood will appear as an imitation. These are the ones who oppress their brothers, saying to them, through this our God has pity, since salvation allegedly comes to us through this. They do not know the punishment of those who are delighted by what has been done to the little ones whom they sought out and imprisoned. And there will be others of those who are outside our number who name themselves bishop and also deacons as if they have received their authority from God. They submit to the judgment of the leaders. Those people are dry canals. He's talking about religious corruption, um, which nobody takes on because there's so much money and power in um, religion. In some community, I know in the black community, one of the only jobs or careers where you can succeed in the black community is to be a preacher. And really have any kind of power or any kind of position. So it's, it's, 
it's a funny thing, you know. That's why racism is so insidious in this society. So let's finish reading. But I said, I am afraid because of what you have told me. That indeed, little ones are, in our view, counterfeit. Indeed, there are multitudes that will mislead other multitudes of living ones. And they will be destroyed among them. And when they speak your name, they will be believed. The Savior said, for a period of time, determined for them in proportion to their error, they will rule over the little ones. But after the completion of the error, the ageless one of immortal understanding will be renewed. And they, the little ones, will rule over those who are their rulers. The last will become the first, basically. The root of their error he will put out, and he will put it to shame, and it will be exposed in all the impotence that uh, it has assumed to itself. And such persons shall remain unchanged. O Peter, come, therefore, let us proceed to the completion of the will of the undefiled Father. For behold, those who will bring judgment upon themselves are coming, and they will put themselves to shame. But me, they cannot touch. And you, O Peter, will stand in their midst. Do not be afraid because of your cowardice. <laughs> People, David, that cowardice again. Their minds will be closed, for the invisible one has opposed them. When he had said these things, I saw him apparently being seized by them. And I said, What am I seeing, O Lord? Is it you yourself whom they take? And are you holding on to me? Who is this one above the cross? Who is glad and laughing? And is it another person whose feet and hands they are hammering? The Savior said to me, He whom see above the cross, glad and laughing, is the living Jesus. But he into whose hands and feet they are driving the nails is his physical part, which is the substitute they are putting to shame that which is in his likeness, but look at him and me. The one thing is, we're so terrified of physical discomfort that we'll do almost anything. Sell off principles, give our minds away. It's all kinds of weird things. I mean, it's a horrible thing and it's a sad thing to see people go through. It's it's really sad. But when but I when I had looked said, Lord, no one is looking at you. Let us flee this place. But he said to me, I have told you, leave the blind alone. And notice how they do not know what they are saying, for the son of the glory instead of my servant they have put to shame. And I saw someone about to approach us who looked like him, even him who was laughing above the cross. And he was uh, filled with a pure spirit. And as he was the Savior, and there was a great ineffable light around them, and the multitude of ineffable and invisible angels blessing them. And it was I who saw him when the one who glorifies was revealed. And he said to me, Be strong, for you are the one to whom these mysteries have been given. To know through revelation that he whom they crucified is the firstborn and the home of demons. 
and the clay vessel in which they dwell, belonging to Elohim and belonging to the cross that is under the law. But he who stands near him is the living Savior, the primal part in him whom they seized. And he has been released, his stance joyfully looking at those who per persecuted him. They are divided among themselves, therefore he laughs at their lack of perception. And he knows that they are born blind. Indeed, therefore the suffering one must remain. Since the body is the substitute, but that which was released was my incorporeal body. But I am the intellectual spirit filled with radiant light. He who you, him who you saw coming to, him, to me was our intellectual paroma, which unites the perfect light with my pure spirit. These things, therefore, which you saw, you shall present to those of another race who are not of this age. For there will be no grace in anyone who is not immortal, but grace will only be in those who were chosen from an immortal essence that has shown that it is able to accept him who gives his abundance. Therefore, I, I said, to everyone who has it, it will be given, and that one will have plenty, but the one who does not have, that is the one of this place. Being completely dead and changed by the planting of creation and begetting, who, if one of the immortal essence appears, that think that he, i.e. the one immortal essence, is being seized. It will be taken from him, and it will be added to the one who, who, the one who is. You, therefore, be courageous and do not fear anything, for I will be with you so that none of your enemies will prevail over you. Peace be to you, be strong. When he, the Savior, had said these things, he, Peter, came to his senses. And I read the whole gospel. There's a, uh, stories in here about when Jesus was young. I'll read that on Friday. And I think this is behind the paywall on my videos, on my Patreon. But if you listen in the audio, you get, of course, them all for free. And I thank you. The numbers are up on my um on my audio and uh, podcast and I thank you all I appreciate your time I hope that you're getting something out of these readings um, this is the Lord's scripture and um, what we're dealing with is some people call soul some people call consciousness some people call the mind Whatever you want to call it, it's that energy that animates the body. And we may be moving, well, we should have never moved out of an age of that. But we need to move back into an age of that because overindulgence on the physical is causing us to destroy the actual material world. And I know some people might think they want that, but. I don't think you know what that means. It's not like when everything collapses, human beings are just going to die. Even when they talk about an extinction event of human beings, it's not like all human beings are going to be gone. There are going to be human beings around. 
and you're gonna we're not gonna die like one day. There's gonna be a lot of suffering. There's gonna be a lot of death. There's gonna be a lot of killing. There's gonna be a lot of disease. There's gonna be a lot of things going on. And if we can avoid that, and we can, I can't understand why we won't just do it. It's very easy. It would be very simple to do. It would take a mental. It would take us to grow up. It would take us to come out of the fog. It would take us to come out. And, and I'm not even talking about being enlightened or heaven or anything like that. But just to be some kind of evolutionary, if you want to say human or being, um, to evolve. And um, I hope these are helping you to at least do that. And I know I'm enjoying making it and giving it and sharing it. If you want to support these things, you know, you can go to um, the links. You could, you could, I was going to say subscribe. You could um, give directly or become a sponsor. Until next time, take care. The weather is doing something weird. So be careful. Try not to get sick. Try to dress for the weather because it changes within a day. Not even day by day. It could be warm today, freezing tonight. Okay, take care, be safe.